Good morning, good morning. You are listening to The Mixtape, your essential addition to the never-ending road trip that is parenthood. Presented by The Parent Trip, produced and created by us, your hosts. I'm Sarah Fuller, your mermaid-haired lactation friend. And I'm Olivia Spitzer, the loudest labor doula you've ever met. And together, we're here to talk all things growing and maintaining small humans. Because parenting is a trip. So buckle up, and here we go. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning, Olivia. Hi. Hi, Bongo. Um, oh, yep. He says hello. He'll probably bail halfway through, but I'm sitting in his chair, so he's just... <laughs> How dare you? What are you doing here? Normally, you sit somewhere else. Um, okay. Today, we are talking about one of, I think, both of our favorite subjects, which is books. Love no. How many bookshelves do you have? I don't know. Let's not put that on the internet and let people know. <laughs> <laughs> um, when uh, Joni from Coyote Midwifery came by my house one time um, to like pick something up or drop something off, uh, she stepped into my front door pre-COVID times and looked at my light- living room and was like, wow. Um, yeah. yeah, anyway, books, books, books. Um, so do you want to go first or do I want to go first? What do we, what do we want to do? Uh, I kind of figured maybe we'd go back and forth. Okay. Um, uh, my books, uh, are like post birth. So if we want to go in order of operations. Ooh. Okay. Says the mom who's helping their middle schooler with order of operations. <laughs> Math work yesterday. That's where my brain went. Well, it's a great, it's a great term. It's a great book effort. Um, okay, so just to explain everybody, uh, Sarah and I have both picked only two books, which was hard, um, but we both picked two books that we would recommend to parents. Um, so it's about like parenting or something having to do with either growing a baby, birthing a baby, or living with a baby in your home. Um, so yeah, I guess I'll go first. Um, so I will tell you this first book that I have now tucked away back here. Um, I own a physical copy of uh, Angela Garbs. Like if you're watching this and you're like, girl, you can't just like print a picture of the cover of my book and show it on your vlog series. I own a copy. I have lent it to a pregnant person. So that's why, but I'm a very visual learner. So I printed a picture of the cover and I taped it my planner. Um, so if you're looking for this book, uh, when you're in a bookstore, it won't have the teal outline. That's, that's <laughs> Olivia special with my planner behind it. It is this page. <laughs> so awesome. the name of this book is Like a Mother, A Feminist Journey Through the Science and Culture of Pregnancy. So this is, a, this is what I have to say about this book. So it's written by Angela Garbs. She's a reporter. So she's used to writing like journalism and those types of pieces. And she got pregnant and was like, oh my gosh, there's so much here that I don't know. There's so much to learn. Um, And just like took her reporter skills to the task. And so the book is divided into three sections. There's pregnancy, labor, and then postpartum. Um, In the postpartum section, she talks about her first time having sex postpartum, like really openly. Um, which I super appreciated. Um, <laughs> and um, she's wonderful. All of her research, super sound. She does interviews with all of these different um, 
specialists in their field, but a lot of it is her own experience, which is my jam. Like I love, like I'm like, tell me about you. Tell me about what you experienced. So um, I love this book. It's a super fast read for people who are feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm pregnant and everyone's giving me these books to read and I like, I read one page and then I fall asleep because I can't get through it. You <laughs> will love Like a Mother. So um, I love her voice. I love her writing. She does great work. I learned stuff in this book, which I feel like I'm fairly knowledgeable in the field. So it was nice to pick that up, but also it was just like such a joy to read. So that's Like a Mother and this is what it looks like when it's not taped to my planner. Did she start with a blog? Do you know? Do you know Bondo? I don't know. I'm trying to remember. I, heard, I, think, she's, I think she's in Seattle. Okay. Um, am I combining her and Dan Savage if I say it's, I think she works for The Stranger? <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's what I know about her. I do follow her on Instagram. She's got adorable kids. Okay. I know that there was like a... Maybe it wasn't a journalist. Maybe it was a scientist parent that I followed online for a while that I think ended up writing a book. But I think it's somebody different, maybe. I'll have to figure that out. Um, I have not read that one, but it sounds really delightful. It's fun. When I get it back from the pregnant person I've lent it to, you can borrow it. Or maybe I'll just add it to my library. Um, so do you have anything else you want to add, or should I move on to mine? I'm good. Okay, you go. so I think this is hilarious because everything you said so this is called our babies ourselves mm -hmm. that's very bright um by meredith small and um she's an anthropologist mm. um and um it's like the same but opposite of what you were just talking about because it's um like it's coming at it from a non-experiential point of view, but it is coming at it from like a broader picture. What information do we have? Like, how do we approach parenting with knowledge, right? Like with a wider worldview. So yeah. I love this book so much. And um, the tagline here is how biology and culture shape the way we parent. Um, this is not a quick read, another opposite. Um, it is dense. Um, but I love it. Um, is it the kind of dance where you're like sitting there reading it every single page you want to like underline something or like take a picture of the quote and yeah. Yeah, this is, um, I love buying used books and this one came with some like underline and stuff, which I adore. With the person who was underlining, that's always what I buy a used book. I'm like, are you and I on the same page, previous book owner? Right. Um, yeah, so, you know, it talks about um, evolution, it talks about other cultures, um, there's this, like, new term that I want to buy every book that talks about this term, ethnopediatrics. Um, but it's got all these different categories, and, I mean, it's one of those books where I feel like you don't have to sit and read the whole thing. You know, you could just pick stuff, like, there's a whole, chapter four is a reasonable sleep. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like we have all these expectations of American parents. So as a new parent, I was like, I feel like my gut is telling me something else other than what everyone around me is telling me. Mm -hmm. um, and so for me to come in here and read this whole chapter on sleep and learning about how they do it in Japan and how they do it in a, like all a bunch of different cultures, um, and none of them were the same, right? 
So yeah. it made me feel like the American way, the, the way that I am surrounded by, maybe right. isn't like actually that way. Yeah. So if my yeah. gut tells me something else, if my gut tells me that I can co-sleep with my baby and be safe, and other cultures continue to do that and have done it for millennia, then maybe I'm not wrong. I always felt like I was wrong, you know? Um, and there's, you know, there's stuff about feeding. There's a whole chapter on crying. Like, it's just, it's, and it's real dense, but it's, I love it. I love it so much. So it's, I feel like it was kind of this fun contrast to what, to what you put, what you're sharing. Words. <laughs> I don't own that book, so I'll have to, I'll have to add it to my library. Yeah, it's real good. And I definitely, um, have done some rabbit holes, like trying to find other articles and other books. And of course, most of the books are like actual textbooks that are then going to cost me, you know, 80 to $200. Right, right. Put that on my wish list for later. <laughs> but I'm really fascinated by this concept. Because Wait, I just, oh, sorry. You can take no, it. Go, go, go. No, I just had an idea, but you finished what you said. Okay. We're just, we surround ourselves with like the people closest to us, like physically, right? Like for the most part, like if you go to your Facebook feed, you might have a friend who moved to Japan or a friend right. who right. moved to Korea or moved somewhere, but they probably aren't from there anyway. And most of the people are like in, like from your hometown or where you currently live. And so you're surrounding yourself constantly with the ideas of, of those that are like in this physical culture near you. And if you don't hear it from somewhere else, like, I just think it's so wonderful. It was so wonderful for me and my mental health yeah. to expand my worldview of how parenting happens other places. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, this is the idea I had, is that, um, and I'm going to pause here in case we want to edit it out. Um, uh, but the idea was we should make like a mixtape with Amazon wish list and oh. put it out there. Like if you want that $200 textbook, let's just like see if there's a mixtape sugar parent <laughs> for us. Well, I was thinking earlier, I was like, dude, I wonder if Powell's has an affiliate program. Mm -hmm. So then, you know, like maybe I like the idea of people sending me books for sure, but like, how cool would it be if we had like a a list on Powell that could support our local small yeah. bookstore? Yeah, yeah, kick back a little bit to to the parent trip, you know? Yeah, or not? I don't care. I guess we can just have a list. Even yeah. if, back. <laughs> if anybody's watching this channel not from Portland, if you come to Portland, you have to go to Powell's. It's a requirement. It's the city bus. Yeah. It is the most amazing store. You'll just get lost for hours and hours. And it was so wonderful to watch as everything like shut down. People freaked out about the idea of losing Powell's. And so people just started making mass orders of books to be shipped to their house from Powell's and they were able to reopen. I will tell you that the Spitzer family has done a Powell's order like almost every six weeks on Clockwork. Like Emily Powell releases a letter being like, here's how the bookstore is doing. And I'm like, okay, okay, fine, fine. Sure. I need this. You can give it to me. Bring, bring it to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. hundred percent. Um, what was I going to say about Powell's? I can't remember. Oh, I was going to say that one of my favorite, um, like holiday season memories is that when my parents moved here, they had an actual house in their house in California, a room in their house in California 
that we called the library because it had wall-to-wall -wall bookshelves. So when they packed that up, they packed up, I don't even know how many boxes of books specifically to bring to sell the Powell's. So the first truckload that they did in the move, they put all those books in the back. We unloaded the truck at my parents' new house. And then my dad took the truck before he returned it to U-Haul to Powell's and unloaded. And they bought more than a thousand dollars worth of books from my parents. Mm -hmm. So then that Christmas, my sister and her boyfriend flew into Portland and we're all celebrating together. And the night before Christmas Eve, so the 23rd, my parents come out of dinner and they hand every single person in the family a hundred dollar Powell's gift card. And they're like, tomorrow we're going to go to Powell's and just hang out. And that was our like family event was everybody got to go spend a hundred dollars at Powell's. It was amazing. I love that. I, I really, really love that. It was great. I literally just had this realization while we were talking that I have not gone and perused Powell's like a little free time for me in since becoming a lactation consultant, like since really immersing myself in the birth world. Oh, I have not, like, I don't even know what their birth world section looks like. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I'm gonna have to go do that. That's like, I like to try to take time on, uh, so my husband works Monday through Thursday um, full time, and then you know, we have a three day weekend. and other various jobs, but, um, I often like to take a little time on Fridays for me. And I think maybe that should be my, cause I think they're open now, like limited. So now that they've opened the main lobby area and the, what's it called? The blue room. The, it, those of you who haven't been to Powell's, the rooms are color coordinated and there's a map because it is a city of books. You, um, you need a map. You seriously yeah, need a map. First time you go, you do. Um, I think they just opened the, the green room and the blue room. I don't think they've opened anything else, but I could be wrong. I know right. that you're, Mills, Hills, Cedar. Oh, Cedar Mill. Cedar Mill, Powell's is open. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to keep an eye out because I just, I now that I'm realizing that I haven't done that, I just, I'm going to have to go peruse and just see yeah. like what goodies I find. Yeah. Okay. Let me tell you about my next book that maybe yeah. you can get if you want it. Um, okay. So this book I read for the first time when I was 16 years old. It should have been like a little blip on the radar of like, oh, maybe she's going to be a birth worker someday. Um, so this book is Operating Instructions, a journal of my son's first year by Anne Lamott. Words about this book. So Anne Lamott is pretty much the closest thing that I have to like a sublime religious writer in, in my life. Um, she is phenomenal. She, like, her writing, every single piece of it, it's one of those things that, like, you're lying there in bed and you're reading it and you're like, hey, David, both of our husbands' names are David. Hey, David, I want to redo this thing. Hey, David, I want to redo this thing. Like, she's, ah, ah, ah. Okay, so that's how I feel about Anne Lamont. So, operating instructions. Um, she is not a birth worker. She has no background in birth. She, there's nothing in here that's like scientifically minded. So if you're looking for, I want answers on sleep or breastfeeding or tell me about what my placenta is doing. This is not the book for you. Do not read this book. If you are looking for, oh my God, I feel insane. I feel like I'm the only one experiencing this. If you're looking for, why is this so hard? If you're looking for how am I so in love with this baby and also feel so trapped by this baby, this is the book you're looking for. She wrote this book. She got pregnant accidentally when she was two or three 
years clean. Mm. She was 35. And she made the choice to keep the baby. And baby's dad was like, no, thanks. Don't want to be a part of it. And so this journal starts with, I'm just going to, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm just going to read you the very beginning of it. So it starts the literally the beginning of it says, I woke up with a start at 4 a.m. one morning and realized I was very, very pregnant. Since I had conceived six months earlier, one might have thought that the news would have sunk in before then. And in many ways it had, but it was on this early morning in May that I first realized how severely pregnant I was. What tipped me off was that laying on my side and needing to turn over, I found myself unable to move. My first thought was that I had had a stroke. So she's funny, she's honest. This book is based off of her personal journal that she kept during the first year of her son's life. And then I don't know how her publisher knew about it or whatever, but like her editor read some of it and was like, oh, we work at this as a book. So mm -hmm. like, she talks about other things. She talks about her friends who are helping her raise the baby. She talks about politics in the late 80s, early 90s. Um, anyway, she's amazing. And I love this book. I read it for the first time when I was 16. Her son's name is Sam. Uh, he was born the same year as me. So I feel like Sam and I are pretty much friends. <laughs> um, and uh, if you are, have stumbled across this uh, channel and you are of the grandmother, grandparent age, and you're like, I just want to brush up before this baby comes, she has another book called Some Assembly Required, which is mostly about parenting a parent. And... Mm -hmm which is also wonderful, but was not as much my jam because I don't have any adult kids. So I don't know about that. But anyway, Operating Instructions, Anne Lamott. I literally gift this book to every single one of my friends who tells me that they're pregnant. I, David has a standing order that if we see it for under $4 anywhere, Goodwill, Powell's, anywhere we buy it. Because I just keep, I think I have three copies in this house right now. I will I'll keep an eye out for you when I start regularly through shopping again. Thank you. Yeah. Um, that's super fascinating that he was born the same year as you. All I could think about was like, what if you read that book with your mom in mind? Because it was happening at the same time. Mm -hmm. I haven't done that. I should do that. I should, I've been thinking I need to reread it anyway, just because it's, I think I've read it three or four times. Um, but she's just, I mean, anytime I read Anne Lamott's writing is a good time for me. Yeah. Like, she's just, she's the best. So. Yeah, she's great. Um, so I had a really hard time, like, I literally, I was just thinking of so many different books I could have picked. Like, mm -hmm. and, you know, we'll just do this again and again and again until we run out of books. Which maybe never, because Powell's lives in our city. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I had to pick The Woman We Are Breastfeeding. Okay. Second book. Um, again, dense, thick of information this is more like op actual operating manual right like instructions you know. <laughs> um you know this is this is the kind of book that like you might want to read a little bit before you have the baby just so you know what's like coming although i really highly suggest that you find like a class to take instead because then you form a relationship um and they can kind of highlight you can get it verbally which i think is enough it's nice to have multiple ways to get the information in your brain but it has this lovely um it's got a reference guide in the back which is what i just opened to but it's also got the index so you can literally be like milk production or uh friend oh, love, or cool. uh 
Thomas Hale, which is a name that everyone should know about. That's something in that book that I would never include in this because Thomas Hale uh, has this medication book that I, as a lactation consultant, have, and I would never tell a parent to go buy it. Yeah. Um, but apparently he's in here. Um, he is the premier um, researcher on breast milk and medications. Mm. So anytime someone asks me about a medication, I go to his book. Um, if it's not in the book, you can call Infant Risk is the like organization that parents can access just while we're talking about it. So if you are worried about um, a medication, you can call. They And so there's ethical issues, right, with studying medication and, and breast milk and babies. Um, so they're using what we know about science and molecule size and um, half-life and all of these different things to make our best judgment on how medication is going to react Interesting. So he's the guy. Um, yeah, there's rapslings in here. There's weaning parties in here. So, like, and I just love there's an index, right? But it's also organized kind of in order of how things happen as far as getting ready and then the first little bit after the fourth trimester all the way up through weaning and biting and all the fun things that can happen. Wow. Um, it's just a really great resource to have on hand, even if it's not an enjoyable sit down and read chapter by chapter yeah 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 Yeah. that's awesome I'm I mean I'm a I'm a I don't even know what the verb is here for for noun is for me here but I I love a good index right I'm a a bibliophile I'm a lit nerd I'm I'm all these things but I love a good index I mean it just especially when you're postpartum to not have to flip through it but just to be like I want to know what's happening in my supply I'm looking at supply. 100%. Um, I'll say this book is um, it's a La Leche League book. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll do a little plug for La Leche League while we're here. I am technically a leader. Um, I haven't done anything this year, really, since, since everything shut down. Uh, La Leche League is a nonprofit. They're an international organization, um, and their entire goal is to create a place for mother-to-mother support with around breastfeeding. Um, and our groups are always free, but you can have memberships to support the organization. Um, there's always a leader who's been accredited um, there to like help answer questions. But the goal really is to like try to bring parents together who are like-minded to give each other advice. Because a lot of times, like when I'm a leader, my youngest is almost four. He's been weaned for a while now. It's been a while since I've been like in it, you know. Yeah. Um, it, it's just completely different when you get to talk to another parent who maybe their baby's only two months older, um, or maybe they're the same age and you're literally going through it together, which is like an amazing feeling. Um, but to have someone be like, Oh, I tried this. And like two months ago we were in your shoes and now look where we are. We're totally great. Like we're in our, like we got our jive. We figured this out. You can do this. So that's what La Leche League is all about. is like trying to bring those parents together. Um, cool. Support each other for free. So when you say it's a La Leche League book, does that mean they published it? Does that mean you can buy it through them? What does that mean? You can well, you can buy it anywhere. You can buy it through them. It it's published by them, but also I think it's like I think they had they advocated writing it. You know what I mean? I don't know if I'm saying that right, but like they wanted to create a book with from a La Leche League philosophy. Mm. Um. So I will say, so my one downside about this book is it's it's not shamey, but at the same time, it's not quite as open and accepting of all feeding practices as I would like. 
Um, yeah. I could see someone who is like really feeling like they need to use a pacifier or need to use some formula. I could see someone getting a little discouraged in this book and it's not openly shaming in any way. I think they tried, but they definitely like Lola Tooth is definitely like 100% nurse your baby, nurse them as long as you want, only nurse your baby if you can, like all of that. They're very much that. So it is through that lens, um, but it's mostly good. It's mostly pretty open and like, let's talk about all the different things, you know, and it's, it's hard to talk about things like pacifier use without sounding shamey. You shouldn't use a pacifier. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't. Like, it's not great for their teeth. It can interrupt the breastfeeding relationship. But it's sometimes a necessary thing. Sometimes it's just, like, sometimes it's where people are at and it's what we need to do. And it's okay. Yeah. So it's yeah. hard to talk about those things without coming across shamey. So right. I, think, I think they did a pretty good job. But just a warning, I suppose, for folks who um, maybe have feel sensitive about their choices um just to know that there might be a little bit of that kind of language yeah yeah i mean i think without starting a whole other episode's worth of topic here okay. um when it comes to shame and parenting i think that sarah and i's goal is always to to walk the line of we want to provide you with the data and the information and the choice that you make from there is completely yours and there is no judgment attached to it, right? Yeah. So if the data says using a pacifier is bad for your baby's teeth and could interrupt the breastfeeding relationship, but your family's prerogative is that you need to get this baby to sleep because you have to work tomorrow. And if you don't work, you're not gonna be able to pay your mortgage. Like then that's your choice and that's okay. Yeah. So I think that's like, you know, the piece where it can be hard with um, other like resources. Like you find this resource super useful. I'm totally going to look into it. We want people to be able to use it. And sometimes that last step of like, here's the data, make your own choice can be hard for people to do. Um, one of the things that I, I learned as being a leader at Malachi Lee from um, a, the one who trained me, who I adore, um, is we always um, talk about Treating parenting advice, parent, any parenting book, not just Lola Julie ones, it's like a buffet. You show up, you take what you like, you leave the rest. It's not the stuff you leave behind doesn't necessarily mean it's terrible, awful, bad. You just yeah. don't want it. It doesn't work for you. Um, and that was just like a, a huge, wonderful thing that I that I learned from her. Um, not that I didn't already know it, but just putting language to it. Yeah. Say, you pick up any book on any topic, doesn't have to be parenting. You know, not everything's going to work for you. We are not cookie cutter creatures. Lordy, no. Okay, well, that's it. Those are our books for now. We'll probably do this again. This is super fun. I imagine. I'm like looking at my bookshelf just being like, well, but. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to talk about this one. I love you too. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you want to do an honorable mention? Just like throw in a title and we won't talk about it? Or no? We'll just say Ina May Garten's Guide to Childbirth. Oh, words. Yes. Yes. That's Same. my honorable, honorable mention. Ina May Garten's Guide to Childbirth. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Um, okay. Mine is uh, Emily Oster. Oyster. Oster. Emily Oster's Expecting Better. So, like the anthropologist, like the journalist who got pregnant and were like, what? We need more about this. 
Emily Oster, economist, uh, was like, definitely that. Just like, give me the data and I'll make my own choices. And she felt like the data wasn't available. So she takes the data, makes it in layman's terms. I love it. Honorable mention. Okay, you said more about your honorable mention than I got to. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I wasn't supposed I was to do that. Say, say something about okay. guys and child, and then we'll go. I definitely want to. So, um, I know Meg Garten is like this famous midwife. Um, but the thing I love about her birth, and, and you know, I'll caveat it. I had three home births. Like, I'm crunchy as it comes. But the thing I love about this book is that I feel like it actually does the job of talking about all the options without any emotion. Not, not no emotion, but like, literally, there's no shame. There's no, like, these are the options. Here's the benefits. Here's the risks. Make your decision. Yeah. I loved that book. Like, it just was such a, it was great to know, because, you know, like, I aimed for a home birth, but I knew there was a possibility I'd end up in the hospital. I knew that I may end up wanting an epidural. I may end up needing a C-section, all the things. And so I wanted to have all that information without, like, I didn't want to read a book, you know, with a home birth focus that was going to shame those things or fear monger. I just wanted the information, and it did that for me. Yeah. Okay. Two books each, turn into three books each. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll catch you all later. Bye, y'all. Bye. Thanks for watching. If you love what we're up to, we hope so. And you want to hang out with us more, we like you too. Wherever you're watching or listening, you should be sure to subscribe so you'll get notified when we post something new. Be the person in the know. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Parent Trip PDF. Virtual connection is just so in these days. And if you really like us. I mean, why wouldn't you? Olivia. Okay. You can support us through our Patreon. We do resource fairs, informational panels, and our conversation series all for free. So anyone can access it. That is actually super important to us. So by joining our Patreon, you make more content possible and make our hearts very glad. Thanks. Thanks.